welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Kinsey, and I'm once again by myself tonight. Josh is unable to record, and I will be recapping the LAFC versus Vancouver match. Um, a 1-1 draw at home when really the team needed a win um, to have a, a, a fair shot at the playoffs. Um, there's still an outside chance that they that they sneak into seventh place. They would need to win against Colorado and they would need um, either RSL to actually, I think it's, I think they need Vancouver to lose and then they would draw, they would be even with them on points, but beat them with the tiebreaker or they, I think they also need galaxy to lose. I think it's multiple teams have to lose. Um, Maybe even Minnesota, if I remember correctly. Um, I think if they beat, let's see. If Minnesota wins, they would be in. They meaning Minnesota. Uh, it looks to me like when LA, Galaxy, and Minnesota play each other this weekend, if one of those teams win and LAFC wins, um, they would be in as long as RSL loses, I think. Because, oh man, this is so conv- this is so convoluted. Galaxy have 47 points, LAFC has 45. Galaxy are currently in seventh place. So if RSL loses their next two games and LAFC wins and Galaxy loses... LAFC would go into seventh place. If Galaxy beat Vancouver and LAFC also win, they would have 48 points. Um, In that case, they would also need RSL to lose their next two games. So it would seem that RSL has to lose both their next two games and Vancouver, Minnesota, or Galaxy have to lose. And they would claim that spot. Um, that's <laughs> oh man, that is a lot. That's a that's a lot of of things that have to fall LAFC's way, and LAFC have to win against Colorado, which uh, I'm not sure they can do at this point. Now, possibly Avela is is ready to go a full 90 and you can get back to the 4-3-3 and you seem to have a midfield that's been working fairly well. I think think Raheem Edwards came back to earth in this match, though, um, and didn't look quite as sharp as as he did against, against Seattle last week. But I think you do have a workable midfield there in... Palacios and Blessing and either Edwards or Sifu or whoever it is that you're going to bring in, Duke. Um, this is assuming Janela is still out as well. And then I guess you play Farfan as part of a back four is what I would do against against Colorado. You really have to go for it. There's no, there's, there's no point in trying to tie. It's win or absolutely go home. So... Um, man, this is a, 
this is a bad result tonight. A bad result. Let's get into the match a little bit. LAFC come out in their uh, 3-5-2 with, again, that retooled midfield with Palacios at the 6 and Edwards and Blessing ahead of him. Farfan on the left, uh, at left wing back, and Moon on the right. And then you have a front two of Chicho and and Brian Rodriguez. And to be honest, I I feel like most of us probably were okay with this, given how it performed against Seattle. Even though Seattle was coming off of, you know, like one day of rest and on the road. Um, So it was a tough, it was a tough break for Seattle. But, um, you know, that's about what you can expect with this lineup. It's not like there were a whole lot of other options available to, to Bob on this one. I think Duke probably could have got some minutes late, um, given that you were chasing. You're not going to start Danny Musovski in a game like this. And apparently Carlos wasn't quite ready for, for prime time. So he only gets like 15 minutes at the end of the match. Um, LAFC generated plenty of shots and it was from the beginning that they were generating plenty of, plenty of shots and, True to fat, true to form, they don't put them away and then end up giving up a goal pretty early on in the first half. Um, and they kept peppering Vancouver. Uh, Cripo had an absolute gem of a game, uh, made a ton of great saves and interventions, uh, and really did everything he could to keep Vancouver's own playoff helps uh, hopes alive um lafc end up scoring in first half stoppage time off of a i believe it was a corner kick and ball was cleared and then sent back in mamadou falls waiting at the back post and is able to uh put it in off a deflection which is what ultimately kept him on side as well so good to see fall get back on the score sheet again I think that's his fifth goal of the season, which is pretty incredible considering he, you know, he only played about half of the season and he's a center back. So uh, pretty, pretty awesome to see him score again. He was fired up. That may have been one of my favorite things of the night was after the VAR, uh, the, the VAR check was done, the camera pans to him as the goal is awarded and he's just fist pumping and absolutely exuberant. So that was good to see from him. Uh, you can't help but love that kid. Um, talk about some of the individual performances here. Um, I think I think for the most part, it was about what you expect, right? Um, I think Farfan had the worst game of everybody, and he ended up being subbed off at the half, rightfully so. Um, to sum up, Farfan, you know, he has some great moments, but there's a moment in the first half where the ball is popped up in the air and he has zero pressure on him. I mean, zero pressure. Nobody's, you know, the ball goes up in the air and everybody's just kind of standing and watching him bring it down and try and settle it. And he settles it right out of bounds. And that's one of those moments that you look at and you're like, maybe it's an error or maybe it's an indication of just overall quality. I don't know. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt on this one and say that it was just an error, but uh, it was just one of those things that stand out to you, especially um, when he's a player that you don't necessarily rate super high anyway, like I don't. Um, 
I again I've said time and time again on the show he is a he is a perfectly workable backup who can give you some meaningful ma- minutes here and there at left back or left wing back and that's about it. Um, but if you want him to be more, you need to see things like clean touches all the time, good positioning all the time, solid 1v1 defending all the time and quite frankly that's just not there. So that was a moment that stood out to me from the first half as a, uh, a bit of a yikes situation. Um, moving on, Raheem Edwards, I didn't, again, I didn't feel had quite the same level of effectiveness as he did last, last game. Uh, still pretty active in the press and, you know, he and Blessing make an interesting combo there. I feel like he turned the ball over several times tonight when he probably should have just gone with something a little bit more simple. Almost gets a few chances trying to spring Brian Rodriguez or a couple of other players. Um, and then he gets moved to left wing back when uh, Jose Cifuentes comes on for Farfan. And again, this is where I think some of his... Uh, like the the lack of positional discipline starts to come into effect. He popped up a couple times on the right wing and the attacking third from the left wing back. And again, that I, I think that's something that he's been given the freedom to do. It's just that he's not super effective. So please just allow Chicho and Brian Rodriguez to do their things and you just you just stay out of the way, really. Um but what are you gonna do? Um Moving on, the one thing that I will say is I felt like Bob waited a long time to make his subs. And I do think that the Farfan sub uh, bringing Cifuentes into the midfield was a bit of preparation to bring on Carlos Vela, um, who ultimately subs in for Ibeaga, if I remember correctly. Uh, and they, they kind of moved to this 4-3-3 with, with Vela up top. Um, and I think that was in like the 70th minute, maybe the 75th minute. I can't remember exactly when it was, but again, you're managing his minutes. You're giving him, you're, you're getting what you can from him. I do think that you probably should should have seen more attacking players earlier. And it's because this game was one that you really needed to win. So for me, it's just you risk it. You you push all the chips in and you risk whatever you have to to try and get that second goal because now it's this crazy domino effect that you need to, to, to make the playoffs. So to me, tonight was the time to really go after it. Then take a few, you know, the rest of the week, recuperate, and then go on another push. It's just two games. Uh, but man, that's, uh, I would have liked to have seen a couple earlier subs. Granted, there's not a whole lot of subs that you can actually make, uh, because I mean, who's going to give you help in the attack that was actually on the bench. LAFC's bench tonight consisted of Jordan Harvey, Tomas Romero, Tristan Blackman, uh, Mitchie Galina, Daniel Chrysostomo, and Bryce Duke. So, oh Musovsky, Sifu, Vela, obviously. But uh, those, so I initially read off the unused subs. Um, 
So you have at least one more sub window. I think you could have brought on Bryce Duke for uh, probably Edwards to do the job at the end of the game. I think you could have brought on Bryce Duke to do to to add something um, to the attack. Go go pure three at the back. Go two at the back. Good, but you have to go for broke in that situation um, to try and keep your playoff hopes alive and and in your control. Really, if LAFC had won tonight, all they would have to do is win on Saturday and wouldn't need any help. But that's not the case now. Uh, I also think Jamal Blackman came back to earth. Didn't have as many interventions as we would have liked to see. Made made a nice save or two. Um, but I think his passing was like in the 60%, like low 60%, which seems a little bit low to me. Um, man, I, you know, he has the big game against Seattle where he looks borderline unstoppable, and then he comes out and does this. So... Hopefully, it's hopefully in the future we get more of the Seattle Blackman than we do the Vancouver Blackman. But again, only time will tell. So, all this is to say, there's still an outside chance that they can make the playoffs. Um, it's quite the the complicated parlay for them to get there, and then they actually have to play uh, well in the playoffs. So this goes back to something that Josh and I have been saying for the entire season. You can't just drop points so casually. You can't just be okay with underperforming and say, ah, it'll be fine. We'll make it to the playoffs. Everybody makes it to the playoffs. It'll be easy to make it to the playoffs. We're still okay. This goes to show you that we're not. That three or four points throughout the season make all the difference in the world. So when you think back to matches that they probably should have won rather than draw, Vancouver and Minnesota the first time, or back in July, uh, you have uh, Kansas, a loss to Kansas City 2-1, to one, a draw to Houston back in June. You've got another draw in, to Houston in May. You've got a loss to the Galaxy in May a loss to Seattle in May, a loss to NYCFC late in the game in May. And these are things that we all raise alarm, well, some of us raise alarm bar, alarm bells about, and we're all told to just shut up and wait for the end of the season. Well, this is why we weren't shutting up. This is why all those points matter. If LAFC doesn't get cute and drop those points to, to NYCFC, they're sitting at 46 points now and that much closer and still able to control their destiny on Saturday. Um, if they, man, that it's just so frustrating that there's so many of these games that when you think back, were in hand and LAFC just kind of gave them away late. Just, I mean, if you could have just squeezed one more win, like take one of the draws against Houston, if you can get one more win and then have an extra two points right now, it would have made all the difference in the world. Um, so when Josh and I come on here and we talk about this is a bad draw or this is a bad loss and we kind of harangue somebody for 
giving it away or getting it wrong on the night. That's why it's because these points do add up in the, in the end. And for a team that has looked as inconsistent as LAFC all season long, the points matter even more because they're, they're going to be down in the bubble area of the playoffs, which again is pretty embarrassing to be saying that LAFC is in danger of not making the playoffs when seven of the 12 teams from the conference are going to the playoffs. Uh, that's embarrassing. And I don't, I don't think that's hyperbolic to say that it's embarrassing to not go to the playoffs in, in MLS because it's relatively easy to get there. Teams go to the playoffs in MLS with losing records. They're like the, it's like the NFC East of <laughs> making it to the playoffs, right? Where you have, I think it was the Dallas Cowboys a few years ago went to the playoffs with a losing record because they ended up winning the division because everybody had a losing record. Uh, man, I hope all you Cowboy fans are crying about that one right now. Um, anyway, in terms of what should be done, I'm going to withhold judgment until Saturday and you will get a full diagnosis from me and Josh on what we think needs to happen with this team. Uh, I look forward to our black Friday episode where we discuss, uh, what should be on LAFC's shopping list, but all that is yet to come. So what I would like to do now is get into user uh, user. I, I feel like I say that a lot <laughs> into listener questions and comments and, uh, We'll talk to you all again on the weekend after that. So the first one is from Tom Camilleri at Bronkfan07. I believe it was Coach Tony D'Amato who said the six inches in front of Chicho's face. Oh, well, let's hope for MLS zaniness on decision day. What I will say is MLS is certainly hoping for zaniness. This is what they live for. This is what Matthew Doyle and Andrew Wiebe and all the talking heads uh, from extra time and whatever programming from MLS, this is what they live for. This is their validation. This is what they see as this league is something special, is teams sneaking into the playoffs. The funny thing is, whenever you talk about promotion and relegation, they always say, oh, well, it, how, do you, how do you have meaningful games with promotion and relegation or with an open table, you know, with a, with a open table, uh, like, I, I sorry, uh, a flat table scoring system where just the, the whoever wins the table wins the league uh, because every once in a while you have a team run away with it early, right? Um, but here we are, and all week long, all those MLS talking heads are going to be talking about, oh, well, this borderline playoff team might make it in the playoffs if... XYZ happen and ABC don't happen. Meanwhile, they're talking about some of the worst teams in those conferences, right? <laughs> and how they might sneak into the playoffs. Um, how is that any different from like a relegation playoff? I, I, I don't understand. Um, but I do like the, the reference to any given Sunday here and how Chicho almost scores this goal, should have scored this goal off of uh, uh, Sifu gets a nice volley a nice cross off of a volley towards the end of the game and chicho just whiffs on it um probably should have had a goal there but man 
If you would have just had it six inches in a different direction, it would have had it. So thank you, uh, Tony D'Amato. Ben Cox at Sir Bensington. This game is a perfect metaphor of the entire season. Quality chances created throughout. Few, if any, finished. Other team takes almost every shot they are scores almost every shot they take. Yeah, I, I think in in many ways this is a good metaphor. The the prompt that I that I tweeted out for the for the show tonight was, "Is this too little, too late?" It certainly was tonight against Vancouver, and is this final push too little and too late? And I think uh, I'm afraid to say that the answer is yes. That it seems like LAFC are out, and that this little push that they've had. Uh, which has been decent. They're they're unbeaten in six, which is pretty good, especially for LAFC this season. Um, but it doesn't appear to be enough, which really sucks. Lionel Hutz at from Cheap Seat. Great game tonight at the bank. Wish it wasn't the last game played there this season, but a win against the Rapids, and I believe they still sneak into the playoffs. So Fuentes needs to visit from Dr. Sharon, Ted Lasso reference to get past whatever mental block is messing with his finishing. So Josh and I talked about Rossi having the yips, and I definitely think Sifu is is having a few issues with uh, finding the back of the net. I mean, he had five or six goals through June, and all that just disappeared. Um, so it does, make me, it does make me curious. Uh, he had a couple decent looks at it tonight and just couldn't get it done. Um a win against the Rapids, again, has to happen, and a little bit of luck, I would say a lot of luck, uh, with the other with the other results. And they could sneak in, yes, they could sneak in. What this team does in the playoffs, uh, I don't know. Maybe if Vela's totally healthy and back to his old self, they can pull something off that would be special. But I think uh, I'm not holding my breath on that one. Uh, El Savito Loco at Aliso Catrucho. LAFC wins and gets in playoffs. Vela goal, the deciding factor in Chicho gang with the opener. This is referring to Colorado. And Mac will get a red card for crying. So, again, LAFC wins, and they're not directly in the playoffs. They do need some help. Um, if you get two goals, you know, if you, if you get... Uh, so what he's saying is Chicho gets a goal to open the scoring and then Vela gets another one to be, uh, the go ahead goal after Colorado assumingly, uh, equalizes, but still need a lot of help. Still need a lot of help. You do know that you can get in max head. Um, but I think that's a two way street. I think he can get in a guy like Mario's head as well. The shoe at Paul T. Greco dropped points are officially haunting us. And there's a Batman gif here of him just face palming. Like I said earlier, you can't, you cannot drop points so carelessly and just write them off as, oh, no big deal. We'll get it right. Those points are going to come back to haunt you. They just are. This is the way it is. LAFC Sweden. Uh, no players, uh, sorry. So this is referring to is LAFC going to get lucky enough to get in the help that they need to get in the playoffs? No, 
players finally showed up too late in the season. Manager and players acted like the season would be a piece of cake until we were in desperation. Next year is very promising if the front office makes the right decisions. It also doesn't help that two or three players on our team should not be professional footballers. Uh, looking at you, let's see, Musavsky, Edwards, and Farfan. I think it's a little harsh to say they shouldn't be professionals. What I will say is they should not be the guys that you're bringing on for significant minutes in the case of Farfan and Edwards or to be your game-changing sub in the 89th minute. An incredibly late sub for Musavsky. Not that I I would have ever thought that Musavsky for Rodriguez was the right sub anyway. But... um. I do think they were far too casual all, all season long and that they there are promising things there. I think possibly the most important thing that has happened in the last few weeks is the emergence of Chiqui Palacios as a potential number six. Looked good there again looked good there tonight, looked phenomenal there against against Seattle. If Chiqui can play the six. And through these two games, I have zero reason to think that he can't because he's a good passer. He's calm on the ball. Uh, he covers plenty of, of grass, and he's a sure tackler. All the things you're really looking for in a six. And if he is the answer, this frees up LAFC in a major way to go sign another midfielder uh, in, the, in one of the attacking roles to go sign some forwards that are going to actually put the ball in the back of the net um, and not have to worry so much about replacing a Tuesta. But to me, if the season was starting tomorrow, assuming that Atuesta is gone, I think I'm going with Palacios at the six again, just because he's looked absolutely phenomenal. Now that may change. There may be some sort of weird thing that, we haven't noticed yet that another, you know, professional coaching staff is going to pick up on and they might end up picking him apart. I don't know. But for right now, it looks phenomenal. And I, I, I hope to see him there against Colorado on the weekend. All right. Last one from Jesus Marquez at Jesu2198. We've got players who are not smart at all. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I guess I, I, uh, I, I, the decision-making tonight didn't seem to be the real problem to me. It was just, uh, too much. Let's just kick the ball forward to whoever happens to be there and see what they can do. And if that's Raheem Edwards, let's see what Raheem Edwards can do. That is not winning. That's not a winning strategy in MLS. I know I, I know I like to bash on the league and other teams and kind of the business model of MLS, but it's not that bad, guys. It's not that bad. So, ugh, I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to have a better strategy than the one tonight. Um, hopefully, we see that against Colorado and a few of the other teams drop the ball on our behalf. Uh, but until that time... Everybody, good night.